All right, we got to start all over again. Hey, welcome. Thanks, man. Derek Van Orden just got here two minutes ago. Less than that, so I don't know. Where do we start? Uh, we got Afghanistan, Orama. We're, we're trying to end the scamdemic here, Derek. I don't know if you were able to listen earlier, but uh, uh, a good portion of my listeners feel that if we stop talking about COVID-19, it will stop being a, a world-controlling uh, issue when well, we can get back to normal life. Interestingly enough, it doesn't matter if we stop talking about Afghanistan. It's not going away. Yeah. So well, let's and hit it. It's going to be headlines forever. So, you know, a giant screw-up uh, in Afghanistan, and the president, quick to start blaming Afghan generals, tried to blame President Trump. Uh, there's very little coverage of the plan that President Trump put into place day, weeks after he took office to try and keep Benghazi from ever happening again. Right. And Biden canceled that plan immediately after he took office because if it has Don's name on it, it's got to go no matter what it is, even though some of those things are coming back now. Right. Interestingly enough, he said that uh, he couldn't reverse the policy that he had, the deal that President Trump made with the Taliban to exfiltrate us in a, a logical, organized manner. But he seems to have been able to, to reverse every other Trump policy. Sure, And we're sure. seeing that problem on the border right now. now I served uh, two tours in Afghanistan of six months or longer, and I was there a couple other times for shorter periods of time. Uh, I've been with my friend as he died and held his hand and uh, had a sat phone next to his ear where he could hear his wife crying out to God uh, because she's never going to see her husband again. She knew that. Uh, and I think it's very important that we understand the service and sacrifice of our veterans. So before we talk about any policy things or ramifications. I want every veteran that's listening to me right now, if you're an Afghan veteran, to understand that you did your duty. And you should take pride in that. And you need to hold your head up uh, high. Uh, we saw the most beautiful things uh, the human condition can produce, unconditional love, selfless sacrifice, uh, service, honor, courage, valor. Uh, we saw those things with our eyes. And those are never going away, regardless of how badly politi politicians screw this up. I am going to Congress. There's a bunch of other veterans that are going to go to Congress because we know that the stakes are real. Um, it's not some Twitter fight that these people get in with. It's not something that they're trying to score cheap political points constantly with. The stakes are real, and we've seen this with our eyes. We've had, we've had the blood of our fellow servicemen and women on our hands when we're trying to save their lives. So I'm going to D.C., and I'm going to fix the political part. I just want to make sure that all the veterans that are hearing me right now um, do not take a uh, permanent solution to a temporary problem. So this, it, it's not a temporary problem. This is going no, to go I'm on talking, for a long time. No, I'm talking about their, their individual issues dealing oh, with Afghanistan. sure, sure. So there's uh, veteran service helplines uh, that you can get on. There's National Suicide Prevention Lines. I'd like you to, I really want you to take advantage of those, please. Oh, absolutely, God. Please take advantage of those. Uh, after the supreme sacrifice... You deserve all the help uh, we can possibly offer. In the meantime, there are still thousands of Americans and uh, Afghanis that are loyal to America right. that are stuck at the airport and uh, down the street in Kabul. Are they ever going to get out of uh, uh, out of that country safely? Well, ever is a big word. I, I don't think that people really understand the the gravity and the size of the problem. So right now... Uh, President Biden last night said there's up to 15,000 American citizens behind enemy lines in Afghanistan. That's 288 times the amount of hostages we had in Iran. There was 52 American hostages in Iran held for 444 days, 
and we've got 288 times that amount. We don't know where they're at. At least we knew where the hostages were in Iran. Um, one of our uh, my uh, friends, his name is Kevin Hermaning, lives up by Wausau. He was a young Marine private, one of the hostages in Iran. I mean, he really understands the, the stakes. He's one of the best guys you're ever going to meet, uh, ever. And he's one of our folks. But uh, the the I cannot overstate how incompetent the Biden administration's reaction to this was, and especially the fact that this guy, throughout the months, repeatedly, this will never happen. There is no scenario where you're going to see a helicopter lifting someone off an embassy roof. There's absolutely no way the Taliban yeah. are going to yeah. uh, take over the country really fast, all that stuff. And then, then when they, they did all that, they said, well, we, we've had a plan for that. We've planned for all these contingencies. And I'm telling you right now, that's a lie. Yeah. Well, and uh, more and more military, current and recent, uh, I would say former, but still recent enough to know, have said exactly that. There right. has been a plan and the advice was ignored uh, in some cases because of uh, the Biden administration's deep hatred for everything Donald Trump. Right. It's, not Trump. But if yeah. you, you can't predicate your, your foreign policy on not Trump. And you can't base what should be long-term strategic objectives off a 24-hour news cycle. How's so, it fixable? Well, here, here's some things that should take place right now. Secretary of State Blinken, Secretary of Defense Austin, uh, the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs, Seth Miley, the National Security Advisor, Jake Sullivan, need to tenure their resignations immediately. This is why. If they actually gave President Biden good advice and he ignored it, and they didn't resign in protest because they really mean it, then they don't deserve that job. Right. If they if they didn't give President Biden good advice that it's going to happen, uh, so he Biden made a poor decision, fight. then he should fire them. Right. There's there's no win win here. And uh, Miley gave this press conference the other day. Oh, geez, this is not the time to debrief this. No, it is. They need to leave now because they're not helpful. Uh, yeah. Why would it not be the time to debrief it? They're in the spotlight right now. Right. Their so, screw up is happening right now. Right. And they've become a distraction. They're they're no longer they're no longer value added. Uh, uh, and if they think uh, I'm in charge here, I'm leading. Uh, so if I leave, it's going to degrade the capability of the mission. That's not true because they weren't leading to begin with. Right. So it is time for people to understand uh, in the Biden administration, the emperor truly has no clothes. He just doesn't. So the, the press's ability to help the Biden administration hide this, is not there anymore because we're dealing with potentially a hundred thousand of our European allies are stuck in Afghanistan. Tens of thousands of people that saved my life and other American servicemen and coalition service members uh, in Afghanistan are stuck there. Right. The story is not going away. Right. Well, and uh, the comparisons have to stop. Benghazi was a few individuals who lost their lives. Right. Saigon, the roof of the hotel in Saigon was a dozen, uh, a few dozen people on the roof of that hotel. We're talking about 15,000. Right. They don't fit on the roof of that. Uh, they don't fit at the airport. Yeah. This not, is huge. Not to, to get distracted on Benghazi, but Ty Woods was a very good friend of mine for over 20 years before he was killed on that rooftop in Benghazi. Right. Well, only... and people are comparing the two, what? or the three, Saigon, Benghazi, right. and and, uh, and Kabul Airport. Right. The point being is that this has been personal to me for a very, very long time. And it's been personal to uh, a whole bunch of American service members who have understood that the leadership in the Department of Defense is essentially broken. Uh, and they've been getting a pass for a long time, and that's got to stop. We, we have to have a new day in America where we objectively look at what the heck is going on, at the performance of our leaders. And uh, le this is what leaders need to understand. 
they fire subordinates and say that uh, they've lost the confidence in them to command. Well, what these people need to know, including President Biden, is that that goes both ways. If your troops don't trust your leadership, they can't lead. So uh, that's about all I have to say about that. Yeah, we have to uh, immediately. Are you gonna Are you gonna win the election and go to Congress and represent uh, Wisconsin? I am. Are you? Yeah, absolutely. Hey, listen, we've built a, a ground swell of grassroots support over the last uh, about a year now, and people understand in southwestern Wisconsin that it's time for a change. Even before what's taking place in Afghanistan, we have an incredibly high inflationary index, right? So people are having a, a difficult time filling up their gas tank and buying groceries on the same day in America in 2021. That's a direct result of uncontrolled spending in Congress. That wonder, It has to stop. Last month, we had over 200,000 illegal immigrants enter the country. That's almost three times the size of Eau Claire, our largest city in the district. That's uncontrolled immigration, a... a 200,000 folks every month unrestricted. Massive spike in these folks coming in, uh, testing positive with COVID that are then being released into the, our communities around the nation unannounced. That's incredibly poor uh, policy decision-making. Yeah. Uh, congratulations, by the way, on the uh, enthusiastic support from former President Trump. I saw a picture of uh, the two of you in his office. Big smiles, big thumbs up. Yeah. Hey, let me tell you something, man. I was raised in abject rural poverty by a single mother. And later on in my life, I was able to work my way through the military, 26 years, 21 as a Navy SEAL, five combat tours, been married for 28 years. We have four kids, six grandkids, and we own a home. And I met the former president of the United States in a personal meeting in his office. If that is not a snapshot of the American dream, I mean, come You're on. You're not taking pictures. That's, yeah, that's right. the American dream. That's it is the American dream, and, and it is truly in jeopardy right now in our country, and we need to get uh, real change real fast in D.C. And so I'd appreciate it if you guys all went to VanOrdenForCongress.com, VanOrdenForCongress.com. The number four or F-O-R? Uh, actually, I was one. Uh, oh, either. Okay, cool. Either. Uh, somebody, somebody did that right. I wonder who that was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Van Orden for Congress.com. Thank you. Yes, sir. Much, Absolutely. Gary. Good luck. I hope we can do it again between now and, and uh, the election. There's I guarantee you we will. All right. Good deal. Thanks, man. Uh, thanks. And it's really a pleasure to do it face to face. We've talked, I don't know, a dozen times. At least. And now we get to look at each other. I'm sorry to paint this picture. Now you, <laughs> know, right, that's all you get. <laughs> you know, my mom used to say that. A face made yeah. for radio. You're so exactly. cute. Exactly. I was just going to say that. Don't tell people that. <laughs> Gee, what does I tell you? All right. We've got to go.